Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One of the greatest debates of all time isn't the battle for the North or the Iron Throne. It's the property versus shares. Who will win, John? Bring it on. Welcome back to My Millennial Money and good day to you, John. Good day to yourself, Glenn. Right. Now, um, We're in the... It's like a boxing ring here. You're it in, is. You're in the red corner. I'm I in know. the green. But I'm not... I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. You same, know that. Same. And there's no right or wrong in this. No. We're fact-finding. We're not fault-finding. Correct. So, yeah. that's... You know, it's just a bit of a d- discussion. Yes. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we had a little live event in Sydney. And it was a lot of fun. It was. And all you Melbourneites, I know you're jealous, but we are coming to Melbourne. We are. So, if you want to come to our live event in Melbourne, uh, it's going to be on Thursday the 20th of June, which, just so you remember, John, that's four days before my birthday. Jesus. But I'm sure your alarm in your phone triggers a week before, so you will, you'll be aware of that. Correct. Well, my, my son's birthday is a day before yours, so Sweet. Okay. it's easier. Sweet. So, will you ship my present down prior? No, I'll give it to you when you get home. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Uh, so, yeah, sure. Come along. Uh, jump on Instagram. Hit the link. You'll see tickets to Melbourne in there. Uh, it's under $30. You'll get food. You'll get drinks. John will do some property teaching. We answer all your questions in relation to anything to do with money, shares, investing, property. We actually don't really have a theme for the night yet, but we might continue the whole rent vesting thing. Yeah. Took off um, pretty well, didn't it? Yeah. And, and if you're out there not in Melbourne and you want an event live, well, grab the mobs. The what? <laughs> the mobs of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you, if you can get us an audience, we <laughs> we'll, will perform. Because we like to travel. Yeah, it's cool. Glenn, so. Glenn usually gets up the pointy end. I'm, I'm more down the back I'm, in the cattle class. No, I'm humble. Anything under kind of three hours, I'm happy to stick it out. Yeah, sure. So, 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 that's d- all. so we're not going to Perth in a hurry. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like Perth. We'll do too. Perth. Lovely. But, and you got, you've got to know that we want to do all these live events, but... We can't do it for three people because no. it just doesn't. No, it's just not, maybe not happening. Maybe six. Maybe six. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to my millennial money. I think if I could choose any occupation out there, I'd probably be a barrister. You know, on the weekends, you're there in front of the espresso machine, making coffees for people. But on the weekdays, you're putting the system on trial. You know, that sounds cool. <laughs> One thing a lot of you don't realize is that if you are working, you've got superannuation. Probably everybody already has indirect investments in shares. Yes. 
So number one, and unless you're self-employed and you don't contribute to super. Yeah, but most of the time, people didn't leave school and go self-employed. So you will still have yep, a super some. fund. So, so and that's just one little thing. Like people think, oh, what shares? What shares? I don't know anything about shares. Well, your superannuation is made up of shares. Hmm. So what I thought I'll do is do an episode today about shares versus property. Yeah. Now, going out on a limb to say that, John, you want to take care of the property corner. It's a good water cooler conversation, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. And it's it's really popular. And I mean, there's pros and cons to both. Mm. And I think we're just here to have the discussion, get you thinking. Yeah. And your strategy might be a bit of both. It might be one or the other. You might like one or the other. Yeah. Uh, so, there's no right or wrong. No. It's not your fault if you like shares. <laughs> That starts it off. Oh, Let's get it going. Yeah. So, <laughs> I need a like a... <laughs> Yeah. So, what do you got? What's... Uh, well, what how do you want to do it? Do you want to do it... Um, do you want to do the... Do you want to just have the property segment first and do the pros or cons and then I'll speak for the share people out there? Why don't we do... Why don't we do one for one? Okay. One blow for another yeah, one. Yeah, that's it. So, let's talk pros. Jab, jab, hook. That's it. Okay. So, John, what what is a pro to investing in property yeah and i'll go with the one that i logically chose 20 odd years ago and that being with property you can touch it see it feel it you can walk through the house before you buy it you can you know what street it's in you know what suburb it's in you can look at its historical data and touch it and do everything like that yeah yeah uh and i'll just tick this off my list that was actually one of my cons for shares um yep. just to save time at the other end of it okay. um yeah so if you yeah. if you invest in a share yeah obviously you get a you probably don't even get a hard copy bit of paper share certificate anymore yeah um no you don't you get an email yes. and say there you go so and it's got a password that you can never encrypt. remember yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah a share is not a physical i can't drive past my share no no, I, I would hypothetically say I can drive past CBA branch and see the branches actively working still, if I own CBA working. shares. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so one of the big pros for you is it's that I can touch it. Yeah. I'm actually buying a physical asset. Correct. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the pros uh, for me for investing in shares or going down that road mm-hmm. is the liquidity of the factor. Yeah. So, if I, and we'll just say uh, you had a $400,000 investment property Mm -hmm. and I had a $400,000 equity portfolio. Yeah. If something went down and I needed $100,000 for something. Yeah. I can carve off $100,000 worth of shares. Almost instantly. Almost, you know, within three days and, you know, get on with my life. Where is a property... I probably have to sell the whole property. And if it was an emergency, you've got the risk there of having mm. to fire sale that property. Correct. Yeah. So, and, and that, again, is one of my negatives for property. Right. Is the uh, non-liquid This is going to be a very fast yeah. episode. <laughs> We're going to be done in about five <laughs> yeah. minutes here. Yeah, the non-liquid nature of properties is definitely a downside. Um, but, yeah, the g- cool thing, the yeah. shares is liquid. Let's uh, and it's getting quicker, isn't it? Like within yeah. some 24, 48 hours, you yeah. you've got it and done if you've and got you're... like managed funds or something like that. Um, see, in the background, how managed funds work, and I'll just divert quickly. 
So if there was a managed fund and listen to episode 206, so I don't have to repeat myself, uh, and we go deep into shares on that episode, um, it's all kind of computer-based. So they'll always have liquidity in the fund for withdrawals. So they don't actually have to physically sell shares sometimes. They just Mm. net out. So if $10,000 were invested one day by one person, 10,000 went out the same day, they just wouldn't invest 10,000 that day. That's very simplistic. But yeah, the liquidity is there. And it is happening faster. Yeah. And I think uh, if we can go back a step and I suppose pre-frame this conversation, we've both got shares and property in our... Yeah. And I, I was going to drive life. it home at the end. So, thanks for wrecking the freaking podcast <laughs> that you should in your strategy, if possible, yeah. do a bit of everything. Um, yeah. Well, let's come back around yeah. on that. Because we'll, we'll, yeah. we can camp there. Yeah. yeah. So, what's another pro... Uh, or advantage, and while John's, because um, John can't think off the top of his head, he's no. actually not. He, he's using it. Samsung Notes now, <laughs> and he's not on pen and paper anymore. So it's a big day for John. Well, only because it was raining outside and I couldn't take the paper. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a positive for me with property is you can leverage high. So you can, uh, in in a lot of cases, when I first started, you could actually borrow 100% or more of the property, yeah. which meant that the money into the to the investment was quite small, meaning that I didn't have to spend five years yeah. saving money. Sure. Mm. And it's funny, we are, um, John and I, again, if you've heard some of the episodes, we don't discuss any of this before the episode. <laughs> and in fact, we probably, I wrote this down five minutes before John got here, my points. And so, we're pretty much on the fly. But it's interesting that a lot of these things, we are kind of in sync because weirdly, that was a, a negative of shares. Yeah. And um, and I'll swing back around to that, but it's around the leverage because I want to talk about that in greater detail. Sure. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, sometimes it can be easier mm. uh, to borrow for a property. Yeah. And and if we're in a debate situation with a, with a final sentence or comment for both, um, the, the big one to me logically says, well, uh, if, a, if the banks are prepared to lend up to 90% of its money, of its value or 95 or sometimes 100, sure. not, not, not in today's living, but um, it has a lot of faith in the Australian asset. property, the asset, doesn't yep. it? Yeah. Yep. But also to counter that, yep. uh, it's a lot more clinical because there are deeds involved and yeah yeah there's i don't know where i'm going with this but yeah it's a lot more kind of physical asset we hold a deed which is the land or the ownership rights Mm. um we can litigate it's easier to manage with a big blunt instrument yeah but as long as you're doing the right thing and ticking the boxes i.e repaying the loan or or repaying the interest you've got that property for as long as you want it's in your control absolutely yeah and it's funny like i always when people say, I don't own my property, the bank owns my property, like when they've got a mortgage, <laughs> yeah. I go, no way, I own my property. It's Glenn James, it's in yeah, my name. That's right. However, the bank has an interest in it and yeah. 
They have very strong interest. A very in strong interest. And, you know, if I don't pay up, they can legally take my house. So, Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, if you own your house, you own it and there's a mortgage over that property. Yeah. It's funny when I when I look at the comments in, in Facebook and the questions um, within our feed, we look at what should I do with 10000 or $20,000? Well, yeah. me 20 years ago, that was my deposit. Like yeah. six grand literally was yeah. my first deposit. So, yeah. we're, we're in how things But you're change. bloody almost 70 years old, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm still a millennial. Yeah. So, my second positive, um, and it's kind of along the same lines, but it's a low barrier to entry and you can get invested yep. tomorrow. Yes. Um, and that kind of goes into it like- Yep, minimum amount. Couple of grand, yeah. or some of those micro investing apps, five dollars. Yeah. So realistically, if you wanted to get started investing tomorrow, mm. uh, you can get started with five dollars, set up a monthly automatic feed, yeah. and just start pumping money into your investment. Yeah. So it really is a low barrier to entry. Yeah. And what we find that a lot of people do, and I get a little bit ranty about society, and I'm just as guilty as this. I don't want to wait for crap. Yeah. I want to just get it happening, but. Yeah. What we can do is, as part of, you know, your broader strategy, like if you're living in a capital city and you want to buy there one day and you want to get invested, it might be that we're just saying out loud strategically we're not buying for the next five years. So, we're going to pump an equity portfolio and save our deposit that way. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's one way where it might be another way to do the whole rent vesting thing and, and what. Yeah. So, yeah, really low barrier to entry yeah. and you can kind of drip feed your investment. Yeah, absolutely. Now, weirdly, when people say, I can't afford to buy property, uh, that's an emotional thing, John, like mm. because you could technically, with $2,000, set up a ComSec or yep. E-Trade account yep. and you could buy a listed Australian property trust. Mm. So, you could invest into the property asset with $2,000 and then you're invested in property. So, if I've got $500,000 and it's, I'm talking about as an investment property. Yeah. My with my investment money, my asset allocation is one hundred percent property. Mm-hmm. I could take my two thousand dollars if I didn't have that hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, if I didn't have that big investment property, yeah, I didn't have a deposit. I could take my two thousand dollars, buy a listed uh, exchange traded fund, property trust, or whatever with two thousand mm. dollars, and still have one hundred percent exposure. To property. To property, yeah. Jokingly, I've said to people, if you want to buy property, just buy like a, a listed property trust or buy Westfield. Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. I mean... Yeah. And there's, uh, you can buy bricks now too, can't you? Yeah. Is that that uh, Brick X thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's just a property trust. Well, it is, but it's the same concept, right? Yeah, and yeah. I just... It's all in the marketing. I can see straight through it that they're just getting people to invest in a property trust. Yeah. Like it's nothing special. Other than they get a brick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not here to shame them because I actually haven't looked at the detail. Yeah. And I just think they've basically gone out to the first home buyers because um, remember I said that emotional thing, mm. got, you've got to buy a property. Yeah. They've just gone out, oh, you can buy a house or a property. Yeah. But all it is, it's an unlisted or uh, property trust. Yeah, it's clever marketing. It's clever marketing and yeah. I think that's all it is. Yeah. So, do you okay. have any other so pros? pros? Yeah. So, my third and final. I've got four pros, but whatever. You asked me to do three. Oh, I did. This no, is a yeah. ripoff. Oh. <laughs> well, nah, you, can you can't a... give your fourth. No way. No, I'll, I'll just tie it into 3D. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Uh, well, this this three is going to trump your fourth, fifth, and sixth one anyway. Sure. Everyone needs it. Everyone needs a property. They either need it to live in as a tenant mm-hmm. or they need it to buy and own and have it as their own. As a negative for shares, not everyone needs a share, right? So... I, I can counter that. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody needs to buy groceries. Everybody needs a bank account. Mm-hmm. I can buy shares in those companies. You can. So, are you talking as it about a supply and demand thing or like there's always going to be a need for a tenant? Okay. So, yeah. No, I'm not talking supply and demand, but I'm talking logically thinking. If I, if I buy a business in selling um, snake oil snake oil does <laughs> we, everyone need snake oil no i don't know your business does all right <laughs> <laughs> does everyone does everyone need cigarettes no does everyone need alcohol no mm. does everyone need a house to live in a roof over their heads yes absolutely 100 percent. it's next to water and oxygen yeah so down the level about four hundred and fifty-six thousandth is shares Sure. Not everyone actually needs a share. No. Now, they can go and buy a share in Westfields or groceries or mm. alcohol or whatever, but everyone physically over the age of 18 going forward needs a roof. Yeah, I get that, but it's – and I want to just camp here and talk philosophically. Yeah. So, when you're camping, you still need a house, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like camping because I don't like to pretend I'm poor for you, a week. You'd be glamping <laughs> for sure. No, but okay. I absolutely, totally get that. Yeah. But I'm talking about it's a crap pro when we're using it as an investment discussion. Why? Because the fact that everyone needs it, yeah. does it actually... Okay. I'll, well, that, that's I'm, what drives the supply yeah, that's right. and demand I theory anyway. absolutely get that. But I'm just saying if I've got $500,000 to invest, yeah. I want to get something with the best return. Yeah. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody needs a house. Mm-hmm. So, I can buy a house knowing that it's a good investment. Yeah. Okay. On the other hand, if I don't want to buy property and I want to buy shares- mm. I can invest in CBA or Woolworths yes. because they'll always be like if CBA or Woolworths go under, get your freaking tin hat and your petrol cans and your shotguns because the world's over. Like, so I'm just saying as a purely investment discussion, mm. I don't know if that stands up as much as what you think it is. <laughs> Mate, this is, it's massive. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. But I'm just saying it's pure investment if I'm comparing a house to a, 100 shares in CBA or Woolworths, mm. everyone's always going to go shopping. So, that's not going to be an issue. Yeah, but it's but it's safer to say that if if you're buying in a location that's, that's in demand, as in the population's growing, everyone's going to need a house in that location. Yeah, absolutely. Not everyone's going to need a CBA or want a CBA share. Sweet. Okay. So, we finished your two pros. Uh- <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I vibe you, but I think, I think it's, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> this is outrageous. 
I like, <laughs> and everyone listening, like I, I've, I've got an equity portfolio and I've got investment properties. So I'm, I'm for both of them. I'm just, you know, being a bit of a dick, but again, again, uh, a pro for shares. Yeah, this should uh, be good because yeah. I've, I've never heard of any more than two. No, mate. No, no. It's a flexibility of asset classes, John. <laughs> so, if I want to invest in property, what do I get? I get 100% freaking I property. Can, I can go to different towns and states still in property, Australia. Still property. Yeah. Still the one asset class. But you've still got shares. Yeah, but I can buy shares. I can buy uh, an asset class of um, health yes. and medicine. I can buy an asset class of... Um, I'm just thinking. But of, it's still a share. It's still a share, but there's different asset classes. Well, we've got within, different asset classes within property. Do we? Houses, units, townhouses, apartments. Okay. Let's Central meet Coast, halfway. Central Coast, <laughs> Sydney, Newcastle, let's, let's Melbourne. Meet, let's Perth. meet halfway and say they're both growth assets. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I, I would just say there's, there's maybe more flexibility. Okay. More options. Yeah. For different industries. So, your industries, you've got townhouses, yeah. uh, apartments, freehold. And I wasn't going to go as hard with that uh, rebuttal that <laughs> if you didn't uh, shut me down with positive number three. So, I was I was playing the, yeah, yeah, that's a good positive. But now I'm like, yeah, no. that's <laughs> game on. <laughs> so, I, I think there's possibly um, some more, I guess, within the asset class of Equity, yeah, there could be a little bit more sexy flavour. <laughs> yeah, if you're into that, sure. Yeah, no, that's um, good. And I guess three B. Um, while yes, I round up, <laughs> while I round up my third point, yeah, um, this is Appendix Seventeen. Yeah, uh, no tenants or drama, right? Or I, my hot water system or my CBA share can't break. Yes. So I guess ongoing drama and maintenance. There's less to contend with yeah that that would actually would have been if i was on the other side of the ring that would have been my number one i like to say the best for laughs so <laughs> well it's not actually counted because it's only the top three and go and for those listening still um, <laughs> go and, and check out my shares v property video on solvair on my website which he's going to go back and re-edit after this and take my banging tips. <laughs> because uh, I purely honed in on the leveraging power of, of property. I put in $100,000 of my own money and potentially buy something worth $800,000. Yeah. If that's performing at 5% per annum, that's earning me forty grand a year. Yeah. Eight fives of 40. Yep, forty grand a year. Whereas I can't leverage that high in shares, therefore I'm going to need put more money of uh, more of my own money in to get that same forty grand return. Let's just press pause for one second mm-hmm. and just I'll just talk about one of the cons of shares, and that's what you touched on with the leverage, yep. okay, and loan to value ratio. Yeah. So, if for example I wanted a five hundred thousand dollar house, yes, there is a chance I could get a loan. With a $25,000 deposit. Uh, Yes, 95%. Yeah, Yeah. there is a chance, okay? With shares, the banks, what they do, there's only, there's not, not every lender does margin loans, Mm. um, but what they'll do is they will have a rating of how much they're willing to lend on each individual stock. 
So, yep. the top 200 companies, if they're safe, been around forever, they will lend more for your deposit. So, if you wanted mm. to borrow $10,000 to invest in ANZ, yep. they may say, well, you need to put in $2,000. Yes. So, that could be an 80%. 80% okay. LVR. Now, the, one of the cons into this leverage and borrowing shares, if you did the margin loan route, is they call it a margin call. Mm. So, if, for example, we purchased $10,000 worth of ANZ shares and we had to put in $2,000 because mm-hmm. it had an 80% LVR, mm-hmm. if one day, and this happened during the GFC, this is where it all fell apart for a lot of people, yeah. they dipped in value. Yeah. So, it was the equivalent of you going over that 20% deposit. Yeah. So, the value dropped. Overnight, they say you need to cough up more money to top it back up to the 80%. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. So, the problem is it's it can be tricky. And if you did have to top up those shares, that portfolio, to get the LVR reset to back to the 80%, mm. if you didn't have any other money elsewhere, you may have to sell those shares at the absolute worst time possible. So... That's fraught with danger yeah. because you're selling at the worst point when they've dropped in value. Yeah. So, that's yeah. that's a big con. But just on the margin loan stuff, um, a lot of times if you've already got your house and your, um, you know, you've got equity in your house, a lot of people when they invest to get rid of the margin call thing, mm. they may get a mortgage on their house, take the equity out, set it up as a different mortgage and then invest that $100,000 or whatever that equity is into a share portfolio. Yeah. And then you're not going to have the margin loans. Now, it might be tougher in this lending climate to go to the bank and say, I'm buying 100 grand worth of shares. I don't know. The broker might say, you're renovating the house for $100,000. I don't know what. So, So you're using my asset class to to buy some of your asset class are we saying yes that's yeah. what i'm saying okay. john yeah. yeah so properties worked for you yeah. and uh, now you're, you're you taking advantage of that <laughs> yeah exactly great. great um so can i ask a question gfc 2008 sure. yeah property and shares if we own both which one dipped lower on an average it would have to be shares yeah definitely shares without a doubt mm. um and that's because and the whole thing with shares, and if I can go to my second con or my third, because the first one was it's not a physical asset, which was the counter argument mm-hmm. to your pro. Yes. Uh, the leverage and the borrowing, uh, that's a con. The third one um, is the emotional temptation. Of trading? Of seeing the share price every single day. Yeah. The thing is... With shares, every day, if you had CBA or ANZ shares, you would know every day how much that share is worth. Mm. You do not value your property every single day. No. So, in your face, you're seeing the value. And if there has been a correction in the market and the thing's fallen through the floor, just as general market cycles and the underlying asset is still good. So, if the ANZ Mm. share price dropped or the Woolworth share price dropped... The underlying asset's still good. ANZ still printing money. Woolworths yeah. are still printing money, you know, selling, doing their business. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's a crap share. No. That emotional side gets in there and people sell because they can't hack it. Yeah. 
and there's a bit of um, yeah, the boredom sets in. I want to want to transact and feels I'm a I'm an investor and a shareholder. And that's right. And actually, everyone, do yourself a favor if you are interested in the share debate. And you know, in episode two zero six, we really talked about don't do individual stocks, do managed funds and EFTs. Yeah. Google trading is hazardous to your wealth, Berkeley. And there's a study done uh, at Berkeley University where they studied all these investors Mm. and the individual investors who were trading stock, like I'm buying BHP today, I'm buying CBA today, oh, and I'm selling, that's low and that's high, Mm. actually did worse off than if you just purchased the index. Yeah. And that's what Warren Buffett kind of says, like, unless you're me, Warren Buffett, don't do what I do Mm. because I'm a freak. Yeah. And he's just saying, and it goes back to what I say, just shovel money into the index well he's not massive in diversification in in general warren buffett well no he just well he's a he goes berkshire hathaway they basically go in buy companies for cheap renovate them Mm. and flog them flick them off yeah Um, so yeah so it's that whole emotional temptation yeah uh i don't know where we're going with that but i guess it was going to you're not buying and selling your house every day yeah you're not transacting as often so that that's a the positive of of property it's a, a set and forget definitely and uh the ability i suppose when i'm when you're selling a share versus selling a property now take it at both times that you you're wanting to sell it you're not having to you're not forced to yeah so if so, I, it's a, so it's a strategic sell very st- strategic yeah yeah <laughs> so if i've got i don't know let's say i've got anz shares and yep. i want to sell them for 45 dollars yeah how much will I get for that share when I sell it is based on what that share is valued at that particular day. Yeah. However, if I've got a property that's I think is worth a million dollars and it, I take it to auction or I take it to a private treaty, I someone may be out there willing to pay 1.1 for it because they emotionally want it. Yeah. Whether that's 100 grand more than the actual value is – Neither here nor there, but uh, there's a potential to maybe gain an extra benefit out of that by using the emotional vibe of somebody else. Yeah, when you are selling your particular property. asset. Yeah. yeah, so that's three B. Sure. So can you give me just a a um, a con? A, well, your oh, so that was your three V pro, was it? <laughs> okay. Right, yeah, I didn't know you were running the show now, but it's all good. <laughs> it, it, oh, look, I thought long and hard about these cons, and I actually haven't got any. <laughs> this is I, I, I've got a con for you, and no. I'm looking at him. His no. name's John Pigeon. <laughs> so we've got. Um, I've said the transaction costs are higher. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's so. Let's use an example. So an example is. Um, I've got stamp duty when I when I buy a property. Yeah. Um, if it's not a first time owner's grant. Yeah. I've got legal fees, and I potentially might have a lender's mortgage insurance as well. Can I can I throw you a zinger? Oh, what's a zing? Property, and this is as a, a one of your cons. I'll just let I'll give you this con, and you can repeat it back to me just so you can claim it. Whatever. <laughs> um, Property, and particularly in New South Wales, I don't know about the other states, it's probably the only investment asset where you get taxed on the way in, you get taxed during, and you get taxed on the way out. 
So I'm talking about mm. the stamp duty on the way in. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about land tax if you hit the thresholds, yeah. obviously. And then I'm talking about the on the way out, yeah. which is your capital gains tax. And you know why that is? Tell me, John. Because you make so much money on it that uh, the government wants a piece of that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but so- weirdly, if you look at... And again, this is why John and I both agree... You just need to take action and get invested in growth assets yeah. for the long term. Yeah. Because if you look at the XY axis and Australian shares versus property over the last 25 years or whatever, they're basically the same. Correct. So, yeah. yeah. Or even 100 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, take action and get growth assets. Um, but again, you've got to manage the, dis- the route you take based on your own goals. And that's why we can't give you personal advice. Mm to the thousands of people listening right now. Yeah. And, and because and it's just, you've got a person, and I say this all the time, personal finance, it's personal. You could have 10 people in the room with 10 different strategies. Yeah. And the key is to, to educate yourself or, or, or get educated to then take action yourself and not have to rely on someone else. But that's right. As I said at the live podcast a few weeks back, mm. um, it's, it's definitely time in the market. You yeah. can't just sit there and, and well, for property anyway, yeah. say, right, I'm in and out within 12 months or two years yeah. or three years. It's a, it's a long game. Yeah, right? and that's right. And I guess that, um, that paper, trading is hazardous to your wealth, mm. it speaks to that time in the market yeah. is better than trying to time the market. And, and before you cut me off, sure. I, I was also going to say, <laughs> well, time, timing the market is just as important Um with property or shares because you don't want to be an expert or or, or a perceived expert to try and time it right every time if you've got the strategy of 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 time in the market but you can also put some research into timing it at the the right time especially with property because the transaction costs are are there yeah and Um, you've got the ability to get a benefit both sides yeah and a couple of things just on that john fucking if i may um, you know, a couple of listeners say that I'm, I'm a bit ADD, <laughs> cut people off, <laughs> get a bit few. excited. So I'm yeah. working on that, guys. Back off. Back off. <laughs> but the other thing, the time, timing the market, mm. I think there's a couple of differences that we've touched on here. Yeah. Number one, I don't time the market. However, because investing is a long game, yeah. which means if I put money away and I don't need the asset, it's more of the strategic time. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not trading my shares weekly and timing the peaks and trough on a weekly, monthly basis. Nah, I get that. But I am timing if, oh, I need to sell my share portfolio because it's time to buy a, a house with cash. Yeah. Oh, it's the GFC and it's worth half of what it is today. Well, it's like, well, you know what? We're waiting two years. Yeah. And it's more, it's more, it's not so much selling, it's more the buying. Like when you look at, take for property, to take the Sydney market, for example. Yeah. Been through three or four years of growth. If we looked at the ideal time to buy in Sydney, it would have been 2013 slash 14. Yeah. Um, was 2018 the best time to buy property in Sydney? Everyone I spoke to who asked me that question, I would say no. Sure. So that was, that's an example of timing the market. Yeah. Sweet. Period. Nice. So... Your property cons? Uh, so, I gave them, didn't I? Oh, so, yeah, I wasn't so listening. <laughs> let's go through them. Yeah. So, uh, not as liquid. Yep. So, it takes a little bit to, to get the yep. the cash back out. Um, 
It is... Oh, gee, where's my other ones? Let me just... Uh, and while you're looking at that, um, I've got just a couple oh, of... Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. So not as liquid. Yeah. Um, and the transaction costs are higher on yep. the way in and yep. the way out. Sure. Um, and I suppose the other one is uh, low entry costs yep. um, is a positive for shares. It's, yep. a, it's a negative for property. Yeah. And what I would probably say is as well... If you are looking at buying property, yep. realistically, it's over a $400,000 spend, right? Uh, well, I think it's relative, isn't it? Because, and and you might call me old, Glenn, but I, our first property that I bought was 64000 Yes, but absolutely. But- yeah, and, and um, I, I spoke to a lad about four years ago. Yeah who lived in a country town and had $15,000 and was going to live there for the next 10 years yep. and wanted to live under his own roof. And there's, there's there was property for around 100000 Yeah, perfect. Right? Yep. So in that example, that worked for him. Yeah. Uh, and today his property is 170000 180000 Yeah. So I guess what I was getting at uh, was about the getting advice piece. Sure. And like, so I just pumped, you know, $400,000 into a calculator. Yeah. So if I'm about to buy a property for the main, yep. um, you know, within a couple of hours of Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, mm-hmm. and it's going to be at least $400,000. Yep. I personally think you're crazy if you don't, and this is a plug for you, John, mm. if you don't call John and actually do his program, which is that coaching thing. And because your program, a two-year program with you, mm. will not be more than $3,000. No. So, that's 0.75% of the, of the 400000 Yeah. So, if you've saved up and there's, I know a lot of you are listening who are 18 and 19 years old and you might only have $5,000, you might only have $400 in savings, a very low amount. Mm. This is not for you, but there are hundreds of listeners listening who message me and say, I've got 50000 saved. I've got $60,000 saved. If you do not get some type of advice or a sounding board, it might be the $220 clarity call for you, John, Mm. or it might be, hey, we're actually serious about having a decent property strategy. Yeah. You're crazy not to spend three grand with John. It's probably a little bit Mm. cheaper than that. I don't know how much he charges. Mm. Um, We just do contra deals, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, I think it's um, it's and I, I wasn't turning it into an ad for you, but no. I'm just saying uh, it's now an ad for you, so you're welcome, John. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying it's so cheap, mm. and it could save you a fifty thousand dollar growth mistake if you yeah. buy it the wrong part. And in Sydney, we talked about the property clock and the property cycle. Yeah, and I might get you to do that again in Melbourne. Yeah, if you can. Yeah, because it's just so gold to. To know that stuff, yeah, and you you just touched on it. Then um, preventing the mistakes is probably worth more than making the right decision in a way. If yeah. that makes sense. And I know when I shared the photo on my LinkedIn uh, about the um, Sydney event that we did, I kind of said, you know, everybody's investing and financial journey is different. Mm. This podcast 
it's all about capping the errors. Yeah. Because we're all going to do dumb things. I mean, uh, yeah, I look in the mirror every day and there's a mistake waiting to happen. <laughs> and so, I'm using this podcast as accountability to- Get out cap- of bed. Yeah, that too. <laughs> to ca- I got out at 8.30 today. Well, oh, no, no, it was good. My alarm went off at 8.30, but I was already in the shower. So, I heard it go off. And you know when you hear it go off and you're in the shower and you're like, oh, it's so annoying, but I want to keep on with it. Anyway, um, yeah. So, it's just about- capping the errors yeah. and ring fencing in and quarantining some issues yes. and if you're about to drop freaking four or five hundred thousand dollars on a freaking property you're not doing it alone mm. you need to invest and um and get a professional to walk with you yeah because john's yeah. not going to try and sell you an off-the-plan property and move you into super fund and change your account and do all this crap no it's literally he will just teach you how to make the right decision yeah, and it is that education piece, like, and having that outside voice, I suppose, if um, if yep. we want to continue the plug. But yeah, yeah. No, so thanks, in the show notes, there will be a link to John's website. Um, did you know it's in every episode show note? Your website is it really? Yeah, I'm that's how much I care for forever you. Forever grateful. Yeah, yeah. But um, jump on that shares v property video on yeah. their website. That's gonna <laughs> is that gonna be the edited one after this? No way. I'm leaving it raw. Um, so my and just to wrap up this before we get to some questions, my cons about share investing. Yes, it's not a physical asset. Um, there's some emotional temptation involved. Uh, leverage is an issue. And I guess the last little catch-all, because uh, they're my three points. This is three B and C. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised you ha- you could actually limit the, the the cons to three. Well, because I'm a balanced person, John, yeah. and I'm open to property and shares, I like to be well-informed on both sure. sides of the fence. Yeah. yeah. Nah, look, I, I just like to win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, some other cons, you know, could be paperwork and extra dividend payments throughout the year and all that crap, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of why I use the investment bond because I don't want – to do tax i don't want it in my tax return yeah. i just want it i just hate paperwork yeah it's good um and then thanks for getting me onto that too yeah i like it that's fine mm. um actually i need to chat to you about your investment options in that um and then the risks of lack of diversification so you're all eggs in one basket you might be and it ties into that emotional thing yeah that you've decided i don't need an index fund um uh, I'm going to just do my own stock selection and you get fixated on some freaking startup company who's doing medicinal marijuana Mm. and you've got 20 grand in that and you don't have 20 grand across 500 investments. Yeah. And And that's a risk there. That's probably, that's a huge con that one. Not knowing who the board of directors are, what the company does. and Yeah. And if that company dies overnight, you might lose 50% of your 20 grand holding. Yeah. Whereas if you had a, an index fund of the top 300 stocks or whatever, Mm. you just, that risk isn't on the table. Yeah. And the other con I would say of shares, if I'm helping you out. um, Thanks. I needed your help. (laughs) Would if I put twenty grand into shares yep. or a particular share, that share could actually be worth zero. Yes, potentially, I a- could lose absolute. all of my money. If if I buy a hundred thousand dollar house, yeah, um, I'm not going to get to the point where it's worth zero. It will still be worth something. Yeah. So if the house was burnt down, you could still sell the block of dirt. Correct. Yeah. 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 And I guess you can insure a house. Um, yes. And you know you can actually insure shares, but that's another issue. Yeah, you can. <laughs> 
hey, I know I crap on all the time about getting our foundations in place, but our personal protection plan is something you need to do today. I know many of our listeners have got this set up, but if you're one of them and haven't already, go to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and I'll put you in touch with someone who can guide you through. Generally, there's no cost to have an initial chat. And if you're young, fit and healthy, you need to get this stuff in place today. If you've got a family and you're not covered, hey, what if you freaking died? I'm not messing around. You need to get insured. Do it. Do it now. And anyone that I refer you to will do it the same way that we teach and we talk about here. And that advice provider, wherever you are in Australia, are happy to have a complimentary discussion with you at no cost to see where you're at and see if they can help. So what have you got to lose? Have a chat today. Jump on to sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. So that's been a really cool discussion uh, and I just wanted to do this because it's a very hot topic among people who are, you know, wanting to invest and don't know how and it could be the strategy. I absolutely want property, so I'm just going to save cash, 40 grand, 50 grand deposit, buy an investment property somewhere. Yeah. Awesome. Question, (laughs) is a con for property lenders mortgage insurance? Is that just the cost yeah, of life? Yeah, well, I, I spoke about that being the transaction cost. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but um, yeah, you're right. You've got to go down your own path and, and shares or property, knock yourself out with either of the two. Just take action. Just do take something. Take bloody yeah. action. Because there's a lot of, not naysayers, but there's a lot of people around you that can influence your decision with um, with no particular interest in your decision either. And so. it, was, it was funny, like, because I'm a financial advisor, on the Your Money TV show, I was talking to some people like, I guess you'd say backstage in the green room or whatever, yeah. and um, I was talking to them about investment properties and that, and they were like, but you're a financial advisor. <laughs> what, what? I'm like, yeah, but I'm not blind. I'm well-rounded. I'm well, I'm a balanced yeah. person. Yeah. I mean, I do both. I I give some, I save some, I spend some of my money. Part of that save some is to diversify uh, into property, into super, into a, which is essentially shares unless you've got a self-managed super fund. That's another dis- discussion. Yep. And then into a, another bond like it's... And I, I guess I will just say one thing. There might, and this is a big might, John, there might, and it's probably getting too technical, there might be tax, more tax structure efficiencies with share investing. Oh, really? At a lower cost. Do you want to dig yeah. that for a little bit? At a lower cost. Yeah. Yes. I'm so glad you finish with that bit yeah because <laughs> i know where you're going <laughs> okay so with financial planning have you got a hard three minute exit yeah you do uh five okay yeah far out it's because you were late getting my coffee for the episode <laughs> john got me a coffee he, um okay so i'll be quick with financial planning you essentially uh, if you've got money left over to invest for the long term, and I'm rushing, yep. you need to work out what's the most effective way to grow that money in the most tax-effective manner. It could be, hey, buy an investment property, reduce the tax on your income because it's negatively gearing, and at the time of this episode going live, it could be a different government, it might not exist. <laughs> That's fast. However, you've got to then work out, okay, so is it property, reduce my income tax? Is it contribute to super, reduce my income tax? Then on the super side, is it set up a self-managed super fund to buy the property and do it that way? With shares, is it investment bond at a company tax rate? This is going it, really fast. It's another episode. It isn't is. It, it actually yeah. is. And do, let's do a part two to this. Yeah. Yeah. Part two. To this. So we'll end it there. And then the other questions. We've got no questioners. 
no listener questions today because John's being a freaking killjoy and needs to leave. <laughs> so, see you later. See If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. In fact, it's a general advice podcast. But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on Get Help and I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances. Remember, we hang out on Insta at My Millennial Money. If you're a regular listener, you're welcome to join our Facebook group. If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's short money hacks anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. Any advice in this podcast is of a general nature only and has not been tailored to your personal circumstances. Please seek personal advice prior to acting on this information. Before making a decision to acquire a financial product, you should obtain and read the product disclosure statement relating to that product. Opinions constitute our judgment at the time of issue and are subject to change. Neither the licensee, any of the National Australia Group of Companies, nor their employees or directors give any warranty of accuracy nor accept any responsibility for errors or omissions in this podcast. Glenn James, Urban Getter Proprietary Limited, trading as Sort Your Money Out, are authorised representatives of Apogee Financial Planning Limited, AFSL 230689. John's being a freaking killjoy and needs to leave. <laughs> so, see you later. See ya. <laughs> that was just too hectic. But yeah, yeah, I think that's it's, good. Yeah. It's, good. it's a good debate. Like, but I just don't like... It's funny. It's like, you know, when people talk about um, social issues, like mm. the environment or um, yeah. uh, political, it's this... Um, almost dogma of one or the other, mm. but it's a practical balanced middle ground that should be the winner. Yeah. And, and a considered middle ground. Yeah. And it's, it's labor liberal, isn't it? Like it's, a, yeah, it's a, it's a choice and it's an opinion. And it's... But I will say as well, like whatever strategy you've got, hang your hat on. And if you can hang your hat on something, there's at least some logic, maybe. Well, it becomes confirmation bias, right? Mm. Like the people just continue to change because they're not, they, they didn't have enough confidence in their own ability in the mm. first place. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right, well, we'll do another episode of that at some point. So, also, another cool thing, John, uh, I renewed our APRA ACMOS license. Right. So, we can play... I just don't play enough music on the show. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, we've, we've got some good music happening and I thought maybe like when we do these little intro segments, we could, um, you know, have some music playing in the background. <laughs> you like that? Is that... Is that from... John. Sounds very essential. Are you, seriously, yeah. are you a hardy or a softy? When it comes to? Okay, I've got a list here. Your toothbrush. Hard. Really? Yeah. You actually can't buy the rock hard ones anymore. Well, I use an electric one. So. Right, you just press harder. Yeah. I can't use electric, it makes me sneeze. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> I, and I use a Swiss ultra soft toothbrush. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're colorful. They're awesome. Uh, are you a hard or softy when it comes to ice cream? Do you like that soft serve or do you like to scoop it up? Uh, well, I'd probably prefer soft. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. You? I just love ice cream. Yeah, I like I do gelato. I, I don't like soft serve as much as. Yeah, you know. I, I'm probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I don't either. Uh, would you say your love language is hard or soft? <laughs> uh, it's very. It's physical. Yeah. So it's it's hard. <laughs> that's a love language. Physical yeah, touch. That's right. Mm. Uh, do you like your leather hard or soft? <laughs> Never wear it. <laughs> no. Soft. Sweet. There you go. Yours would be hard. Oh, no, I'm a softy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Let's have a chat about shares versus property. Are we keeping this music on the whole time? No, no. No. no we'll go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I'm just thinking if there's any other housekeeping. One thing a lot of you don't realize uh, is, one thing a lot of you don't realize is that if you've, far out. if everybody Googles this, trading is hazardous, to, everyone Google, so if everybody, <laughs> I hate editing. It's been a big week. Oh, it's huge. Trading is. You've had four meetings for the week. <laughs> this is outrageous. <laughs> uh, so, if every... Oh, hang on. So, everyone, do yourself a favour if you are... Uh, so, we've already done the... This is your mother. Yeah. This is a request to Glenn from me. Can you please explain the difference between a barrister and a barista? <laughs> um. <clears throat> I've never been able to figure this out, and maybe one of you know, but why do you have to study at law school to make coffee? I mean, isn't a barista a barista? <laughs> like, isn't a barrister a barrister? <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I've always wondered, and maybe one of you listeners will know, but why do you have to go to law school to make coffee? Look, I don't know, and maybe one of you guys will, but why do you have to go to law school to learn how to make coffee? Isn't a barrister a barrister? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> um, <clears throat> have we done with that one or you want to kick? Maybe like, oh, this morning when I was getting my coffee from my local barrister, <laughs> he crossed, he crossed, uh, examined me. <laughs> So this morning, Glenn and I were getting coffee, and our local barrister made us our regular small long blacks, and he started questioning me, and I had some objections, I won't lie. <laughs> That's the worst pun. <laughs> I, think if, uh, so, hold on, hold on. I think if I could choose any occupation, it'd be a barrister. Because it's the sort of occupation that has that duality. On the weekends, you're making coffee, meeting people. But during the weekday, you know, you're representing people. You have that, that best, of the, best of both worlds where you have the corporate life and that weekend life. So I think, yeah, a barrister's for me. <laughs> oh. Maybe just do something like that again. But yeah. It's All right. Um, 
I think if I could choose any job out there, I'd be a barrister. It's one of those roles where, like, you know, you have a real duality. On the weekends, you're making coffee and everything um, at your local cafe. And then on the weekdays, you know, you're representing and you're doing law stuff. That sounds cool to me. Okay, okay. I think if I could choose any occupation out there, I'd probably be a barrister. You know, on the weekends, you're there in front of the espresso machine making coffees for people. But on the weekdays, you're putting the system on trial. You know, that sounds cool. <laughs> Excellent. I think if I could choose any occupation, I'd be a corporate counsel. You know, you get to counsel executives, hear about their feelings, but you also get to make decisions on their legal stuff. Sounds cool. <laughs> Senior <laughs> I think if I could choose any occupation out there, it'd be senior counsel. You know, on the weekends, you go visit the old folks' home, make sure they're feeling, you know... Oh, I lost it. <laughs> senior counsel. It's like a senior's counsellor. <laughs> no, it's all right. I think if I could have any job, I'd be a courtroom tip staff. You know, you get to help the judges out with their decisions. And it sounds like you get some pretty good uh, gratuities from it. <laughs> Tip staff. <laughs> no, that's enough of that one. Um... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> 